0: Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford. And today we're recording a very special episode, and I'm joined by three wonderful guests. And today I'm joined by three very special guests. First up, we have author and essayist,
1: Meg Elison.
0: Yay! It's your second time. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Me too. Thanks for having me back.
0: And next up is editor and television and first time guest.
2: Mike Patterson. Hi.
0: Hi. And last but not least, internet icon and bane of my existence.
3: (laughs) Hi, it's Connor James Webster.
0: Hi, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm happy you're all here. We're here to discuss RIP, the Buffy dark horse comics, which were the Canon continuation of the show. Sometimes unbalanced sometimes great yeah uh so we go we have what four seasons eight nine, nine ten seasons, eleven right? five five yeah, i five, can't
1: count yeah. Five. wow
0: <sighs> i know right it's like god that's that was a long time it's <laughs> long, season eight long. season eight definitely went on too long <laughs>
2: it's so bloated yeah
3: <laughs> it's, yeah
1: that, it's that's 40 that. issues
0: my first note about season eight is way too long. Way too long. <laughs> god, Meg, is it really forty
2: issues? It's yeah. forty. I
1: remembered it being too long, so I looked it up. It was supposed to be twenty five and it bloated to forty.
2: And Jesus. does that include does that number include like the one off? Like the no, willow? No, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, the
1: one offs <laughs> are separate and like the little vampire tales and everything. It's 40 right. plus that. Oh my
2: god. Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah. They just at 9, 10, and eleven being shortened was really what they needed to do. Yeah, so do we want to start? I Season 8, I think, has a strong beginning. And I think there's some really great ideas here.
4: Mm.
0: I don't know that all of them land, but I do like the Amy and Warren arc and the arc of them in the castle. I kind of like, for me, I needed it to be different because everything changed at the end of the finale, right? Right. Yeah. How did y'all feel about that first mini arc?
3: Um, I thought it was a strong start. I remember reading it. I was in school when it was like released and I thought it was just very exciting. Um, I was every month. I'd like count down the days to the next issue. Like it was that kind of comic for me.
0: Yeah. Same.
3: So that, and that first start it really being like quite epic and like set in Scotland. And I lived in Scotland. So it was that was like quite cute. Um, yeah. I was really impressed. Like I was really impressed with season eight, like to a point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like we said, it it's been on too long and then it didn't have the kind of range to sustain 40 issues.
1: There, there were a couple of choices that they made in the very beginning that I thought were really visually striking. And then it almost seemed as though they were writing a reason for it to exist. So like, Dawn's a giant. We need a reason for that. John's a centaur. We need a reason for that. It, uh the reason did not satisfy me as much as it should have. The cool thing was that they could do things that they couldn't do on TV because the budget didn't constrain them. But I, I didn't think the writing was as good to explain why.
3: I think that was its like major downfall: the fact that like Joss was concerned with like concepts over character, and, like what he couldn't do on the show, that he kind of forgot about what he actually did do on the show, and <laughs> he was left with all these kind of like things just happening. And it was just, it just felt quite half-baked. And even, um, Ian, you said about Amy and Warren, like, it was exciting to see them, but those characters didn't go anywhere in the five seasons we got of them.
4: Right.
3: And so I have to question the point of including them other than their are Amy and Warren? Uh, <sighs> because when one was first there, it was, like, so scary. This is, like, Willow's, like, nemesis and it was, like, the kind of right. body horror of him, like, going to, like, do surgery on her and all that stuff. Um, and they just didn't they're kind of there as like twilight's henchmen but did nothing but just kind of bicker um and i feel like characters like that don't really translate without the actors right
0: totally yeah.
2: Agree. Yeah, yeah
0: i do agree with that i think i do think a lot of the show because i mean i've said this a million times on the podcast the show works because of the good writing and the good acting
4: uh-huh mm-hmm. because
0: clearly there are shows out there that do have good writing but you know a plot line won't work because the acting isn't great or vice versa um and I think that was maybe the like part of the comics that was missing because a lot of it did work because of the actors almost always completely committed
3: Uh uh-huh well that's that's, like the actor's job you know is to bring right the you know words to life so I think when you have like writers in season eight like Josh or like um Jaina Spenson or like is it David Greenwald did he do some Drew goddard. i think so, drew dude. goddard did
1: yeah drew goddard i think was more important but yes
3: so if them doing like tv um stuff but when you compare it to like the second arc by like vaughn who is a comic writer that's arguably the best arc in the series well that's is, I agree. um i'm glad we agree uh but uh so you can kind of tell people that work in comics and work in tv because a lot of the tv writers are kind of like Relying on the actors to bring certain moments alive and they just don't because the actors aren't there because they're drawings. And it's, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it was, it's, I think it's like teething problems that we didn't really get over until season 10 of Buffy.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah.
2: we in the end. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I think too, like television causes limitations for you, right? Like the budget and what you're allowed to do. And um, with that comes like creative problem solving. And when you don't have that anymore, you know, that sort of lends itself to, well, what can we do that's super, you know, over the top? And then there's really nothing, especially with the actors not being present in like the new characters that are introduced into this comic book series are very flat because there, yeah. there isn't the brilliance of like uh, like Mercedes McNabb to like bring a one dimensional valley girl. To life, you know. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. That's
0: that specific reference, yes. Because, like, yeah, characters like that we loved because of, like, yeah, they just lucked out with all of their actors, mm-hmm. even the side character actors being like fucking great,
3: right? Yeah, I would say I would say Mercedes McNab, like Tom Leng, Emma Coffin, mm-hmm. like these th- those characters just don't translate to the comic. um Then a uh, Amyaka, like with Fred and Elyria in the comic, like they just don't feel right because we don't have her specific like portrayal. Um, yeah. And writers don't really know how to nail that voice without her.
0: Yes, I, I agree with that. Um so I wanted to talk about um Dawn's arc in season eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> <Good> to it. <laughs> I know, but yeah, not really an arc, just she has things that happen. Yeah. So first she's she's a giant first, mm-hmm. right? And we find out it's because she lost her virginity to a warlock, right?
3: No, two, a thrice wise,
2: a thrice wise a which... I believe it's a demon.
3: It's a demon that kind of looks like a Lovecraftian thing. Okay, like there was that like, really like gross cover that um, Joe Chen done of like <laughs> yeah. making out with this thing. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, but then she turns into a centaur, mm-hmm. which
3: I do. Really I thought that was really cool. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I liked when she burst in as a centaur and helped fight.
3: And there was like right her. That was just such silly comic book goodness, but like I could see it happening in the show as well. I could see it happening
0: if they had the budget. Yeah, I know they would they oh, yeah. would never have had the budget to make that look even remotely not terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And then she turns into Mechadon. Oof.
2: Oh, no, Mechadon. No, uh, yeah. That's when she's still a giant. Oh, is it? He fights to make a uh, a kaiju
3: Tokyo battle. thing. all oh, right, right, right.
0: I I don't love, I don't love it. No, <laughs> 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 um, so I I actually, one of you tell me. I don't remember. Do Warren and Amy make it past this arc?
3: Yes. Warren yeah, and make it to. They make it to the end. They just appear, and then when magic ends, Warren turns into slime, and then oh. just goes on to appear in Angel and Faith.
0: Right. Oh, right. She does appear in Angel and Faith. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it has a. Actually, Connor, I wanted to when you were saying it has a strong start, and you were so excited. I remember tearing up reading that opening of her like. With the team of Slayers jumping out, and there's all those yeah. like, it's just like her interior voice. And I felt like I could hear Sarah Michelle Geller yeah. reading those lines. And I then get such a strong start. And then, you know, is it the first or second issue that ends with Willow coming back?
3: No, I loved issue it. three, Willow appears, I'm sure. No, wait. End and of she, issue, end of issue two, end of issue she references and Giles. You
0: know, yes. Uh, she's <laughs> like, I'd like to test that theory. Ah, it's perfect (laughs) yes
3: it is perfect it's ridiculous
0: and her outfit she's wearing that like very very like season six type red and fair outfit i love it but then it all like very quickly falls apart and then i'm like i could barely tell you what happens
3: (laughs) it's kind of the way i kind of because i remember it was like they would have four issue arcs and then a one shot between so you had the opening arc it was like the castle battle then you had the one shot which is probably the best issue of the series in general called The Chain. And it was like the, the story yeah. posing as Buffy, which kind of explains her appearance in Angel Season 5. Then you right. have a Giles face arc. Then you've got then you've got the lesbian issue, which we should talk about. I
0: don't know if we're ready to talk about Satsu yet. We should talk about Satsu. Wait, we will. But before we get to Satsu, my, actually my favorite issue of the entire comic is issue number 10, which is the la- like the issue right after the faith arc her and willow go to like trying oh. to find out what's happening. it's written by joss uh-huh it starts off with her having the fantasy about daniel craig
3: yeah, it's cool down um, <laughs> anywhere but
2: here that's right
3: yeah there we go uh,
0: i and her and willow kind of like work through some shit and i think it's so well done and it's they're having the conversation that they absolutely needed to have but never had on the show Mm-hmm. And for me, it's one of the few moments, especially in season eight, that felt like, yes, this is something that 100% makes sense. And is something that like the show didn't get a chance to address because, you know, by the time Willow's back from being evil, there's an apocalypse happening. So clearly they don't have time to discuss.
1: Yeah, Hash this out. Her. Yeah. I thought that that scene had been originally written for season seven and that they just could not get to it. So I just imagined oh, yeah. off back into the file with everything that was cut from season seven and being like, they're having this talk.
0: Mm. yeah, <laughs> It's so good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense that Willow might feel some kind of way towards like, you know, all this bad shit happens around them. And I mean, they were on a hell mouth, but, you know, it just it makes sense that she might feel some kind of way and also want to protect Kennedy right now is it that issue we find out they've actually broken up since then or no?
3: no well they don't break up until like willow's cheating on her throughout all of season eight
0: right with the, like other demon right
3: demon mermaid yeah
2: yeah, yeah. alwyn is that her name how you say it yeah i, I, I don't
3: think alwyn's about right Al- oh okay, <laughs> they call her Saga but then it's also alwyn i think he's like oh her. right yeah mm-hmm. there's some sort of thing um I just remember, like, the cover was really beautiful of, like, Willow, like, entwined in her, like, mermaid-like yeah.
0: girlfriend. But, so, we get that issue. That issue I just wanted to, that's, like, literally the only specific issue I really wanted to talk about, because I love that issue. There's a moment when Buffy's having, like, word vomit. and She's like, no, 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 it's not that, it's just... And then the demon smashes where they're standing, and Buffy just says, oh, thank God. And I think that's, like... <laughs> perfect Buffy moment like for me that felt like I remember reading that issue the first time and being like so emotional because I could hear Alison Hannigan delivering lines I could hear Sarah Michelle Geller delivering the lines and that while I this isn't even like a, like we said it's just harder to do in comics because it was a tv show first right doesn't often happen which is not to say the comics are bad it just didn't often happen but for that issue I 100% heard all their voices um and that made me really happy yeah. And like you like you said, Meg, it really felt like something that would have been cut from season seven. Like,
1: yeah, absolutely. A conversation
0: these two best friends needed to have.
1: I remember reading that and thinking, could we have please cut five minutes of Andrew's screen time and had this instant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Also, I do like the first Faith
2: arc. Yeah, I do too. Um, I was reading too that they, you know, initially wanted that to be sort of like a faith TV movie or like when Buffy was still on the air, uh, they were thinking of doing a faith spinoff and then like a Ripper spinoff. Um, right. But then, you know, Eliza went and got true calling and they couldn't yeah. do it anymore. So it was right. cool to see elements of that. Finally, you know, that, mm-hmm. that work um, that they had done. Cause it was kind of like a combination
3: of like what they would do with like faith or Ripper, but they kind of just put them into one. And, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it really worked as well because it's, it's like you're saying about the issue 10. It's the rare part of like season eight where we actually get to start, get time to spend with these characters just talking and having them exist with each other as opposed to, yeah. oh, we're going to fight some Tibetan gods and Buffy's now Superman and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, uh, all this fucking teddy bear vampire cats running around like it's just even the fact that, speaking of that the whole coming out of the coffin thing is like a huge world-changing development and they just don't address it until maybe like oh.
0: it's wait they're coming out of what
3: like the the vampires coming out of the closet so like the world knowing about the supernatural
0: oh yeah yeah yeah.
3: and they just don't talk about it it's just like okay we're gonna go off to tibet and be like terrorists on the run um <laughs> and it's just it's just so silly like you you can't just bring something like that into this world and just not address it for seasons like
0: well isn't that don't we get that really good though that harmony one-off because of it yeah
3: that's great
0: that was great i do i think what they did with harmony was really good in the comics i think she has like a really good through line yeah yeah
3: it feels so organic for that character the way things play out like Mm -hmm. Even though the voice isn't fully there for, like, Harmony, it's just that feels that like that's what they would do with the character. It just feels right for the character yes. to go that way. And then to have her become this kind of, like,
0: spokesperson for the community, like, it's just so simple, <laughs> but
3: it's so good, It's so buffy. I
0: Yeah, I I think anyone that I told who didn't read the comics but, like, loved the show, and I would tell them about Harmony, they would always be like, oh, I like that. That makes sense. Um, and I like Clem as her, like mousy assistant who's like just wants to please her and she doesn't give a shit about anyone else
3: although the Clem thing that bothers me is that um I'm pretty sure Clem was confirmed to be gay like I think Joss did like a JK Rowling thing and like confirmed it after the show
1: yeah I think you're right
3: but in the comic it's revealed that he's actually in love with Harmony and I was like oh that's that's crap
0: oh even (laughs) i miss that because i still read it as like him being her gay assistant who just like thinks she's like a queen
1: yeah i totally read it as gay man diva worship like it's, right it's,
2: yeah doesn't she make a sex tape at one point and he's blackmailing her and that's how the crush is revealed sorry that's a little hazy uh,
3: i think there is, is there's definitely something that he reveals that he has romantic feelings for her right okay and i remember just thinking i was like oh that sucks like um i i don't think the show i don't think the the comic does very well to any of its gay characters actually um Mm. with like andrew satsu um Mm. billy oh my god we'll get to billy
0: oh billy Connor we're gonna fight about billy oh are we okay (laughs) i mean we
1: we fight
0: about satsu first yeah i was gonna say first let's talk about satsu um meg meg give us your satsu feelings
1: feelings yes uh I really feel that Satsu gets treated as a means to an end and needed to exist so that Buffy could explore this edge of herself and so that we could maybe queer the character and maybe further queer the series. And really nothing comes of it. Buffy barely learns anything new about herself. It doesn't engender any greater kinship between her and Willow. It doesn't change her path in the world afterwards. And Satsu is barely a person. Like, Satsu just exists to fuck Buffy and
3: then disappear.
0: Yeah, that, does does she die or does she just we just don't see her?
2: I believe oh. she's alive.
3: Yeah, she's alive. She doesn't, like, she doesn't even appear in like season twelve. She doesn't. Yeah, I don't think she appears after season eight. I think she's mentioned.
0: I think I just assumed she died because boy, <laughs> do so many. That's one of my notes is boy, do a lot of slayers die. Oh, yeah, they really
3: do. <laughs> and it's, it's so <laughs> flippant, they're so they're so flippantly killed off, and and while well, the Scoobies just have conversations, whereas like this mass Slayer genocide is happening.
0: Uh, yeah and that's like a weird that's also a weird through line for the comics is like constantly that's happening it's like oh they're they're literally sitting at home talking about the coming apocalypse but then like 30 slayers were just murdered by demons yeah, yeah. yeah. And
2: to, piggy- yeah. to piggyback off of what you said meg um renee is also another example of that she just, uh, sort of just created for xander and then murdered immediately yeah, yeah. Renee,
3: renee is a really bizarre character because it's like if your intention is for Xander and Dawn to become Endgame, why do we not spend the time you dedicated to Renee? Dedicate that to actually building the relationship between Dan and Zor- Dan and Dan, Dawn and Xander. Dawn and Xander. <laughs> <Dander> <laughs> is their couple I mean, name. But when I mean it happens, so like, it's so jarring. It's like I was like, oh, this is this is weird because his girlfriend was literally yeah. just like skewed. Um, why- and he, na-
1: I have a theory on why. If you want my my okay. personal opinion.
0: I would love your writer expertise on this, Meg.
1: (laughs) There is a commitment throughout the entire television series and then through the remaining seasons to facilitate ways for Xander Harris to punch out of his weight class. And he is forever after the best looking and most popular girl in school actual slayers actual demons and then kind of settles for dawn and i almost wonder if that driving force wasn't active again in season eight to give xander one last hurrah before he ends
3: up with dawn who is almost a normal person but then it's even weird because like when i was reading season eight i was like oh like xander and buffy are gonna get together like that's what i thought i hate and that. Then and then i did know. think he was- yeah eight. They talk about it and like Buffy comes on to him when she finds out about finds out about Dawn in him and it's just like oh I thought maybe we and I was like yeah like what's going on like it, it's just very confused writing
0: yeah it is I I would have hated that but yeah I totally thought that's where it was gonna go um and I I don't rem- I don't remember this is true right because so much of Buffy was like beginnings internet where like you could read and i mean not that that doesn't happen now but you could read something like you, most of your news was from a hosting board right so like half of it was true half of it wasn't but i do remember reading that like sarah michelle geller and nicholas brendan both wanted her to end up with xander yeah that's i remember true.
2: reading that too true. yeah
0: and i never wanted that never <laughs>
2: Uh it's weird. Uh so <laughs> um I'm I'm totally alone in this. Uh early on in the series, I was a huge fan of Buffy and Xander. Oh, me too. Me too. Um so I have residual like I realize now how problematic Xander is. Like I've grown up and figured that out, but like there's there is a part of me that was always like, "Oh, I kind of wish they did." And then it started hinting at it in the comics, and I did not want it at all. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I am wrong for wanting this." Oh, like, good. and then it it never happened. I was like, "Okay, good, great, okay, we, that's settled."
1: <laughs> Huffy Xander is like the original Hermione Ron, like literally the most outstanding and and extraordinary woman you know settles down for not just a normal dude, but like king of mediocre fuck boy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> brutal man. <Meg. laughs> <laughs> I love it I,
1: I once uh bonded with a complete group of strangers because i heard them in a women's restroom talking about how much they hate xander harris Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well anyway i just got lost oh um <laughs> so Setsu, dracula do we want to talk about the i like the dracula arc so
1: there were a couple of, of revivals throughout the season that were just oh it's that person again and i really wanted to see that yeah back in, and dracula was one of those but again i don't think the writing was that good
3: oh i i disagree i thought the dracula was fun by making him just going like full hokey villain with him and making him kind of like a a comedy vampire the likes sort of like harmony
2: mm. yeah uh, i agree he's like he's such a diva which i think they didn't really get a chance to do on the show he's only in one episode right but yeah i I, enj- I enjoyed dracula i also really liked um the villains that they had to fight i liked having a group of you know, Japanese vampires turning into wolves. I Those don't know. Are that's, awesome.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I grew up like loving anime, so like that was right up my alley. <laughs> I was yeah. I was very into that. <laughs>
3: that whole arc I thought was like super fun because it just felt to me like you no know, at the start of a season before you get into like the meat of the big bad you have this kind of just like monster of the week episode. Like that's what that arc felt like to me. Totally. So we've got some good yeah. really, like design like vampires to fight and you're gonna be in Tokyo like and there's a giant mech dawn like let's just
0: have fun.
1: <laughs> it was fun, that's true.
0: Um, I'm glad you already talked what was in now I, I already forgot her name because we have so many names. <laughs> the slayer that dies. Renee. Like Renee. 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 I also felt like read even reading that, I was like, Oh, she's going to die, right? Like yeah. I've seen enough of this show to know that when this happens, this character is going to die. And also I don't remember. Really keeping track of who that character was prior to her and Xander falling in love.
3: I think because you had like you had Satsu, Leah, and Rowena as like these three slayers that had really strong character designs, and Renee just had like a feather earring, and like that's all I really know her for. And she had a (laughs) scene, maybe like two scenes of Xander like prior to her death, and it was just like okay, like what's the point, like.
0: And Xander never brings it up again. No. Like that's pretty traumatic. Yeah, I really never, don't think he does. Yeah. I to be fair, Xander
3: never brought up um, Jesse again, and that was his best friend. So oh, <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> so moving on, uh, we haven't even God, we haven't even really talked about Twilight. Oh boy, I don't,
3: I don't, I don't want to talk about Twilight. Let's <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
3: <that's> not. So, <laughs>
0: so I literally last night i was like i know i know what happens like i know that buffy finds out it's angel i know he's like not evil quote unquote and then he kills giles but i had to like look at the wikipedia to remind me the why like i can't explain this without looking at wikipedia Mm -hmm. the why and it's that he was trying to postpone what was gonna happen i think it's like
3: they kind of retconned it christos gage retconned it in the angel of faith series but when I was reading season eight, it kind of checked out for me that Angel is about the bigger picture. Um, right. But of his character, it's like, okay, well, for the greater good, we have to do this. And it was really great because it was in character for Buffy to just kind of look at this, what's set in front of her, like this, these are the rules, this is your destiny, and her to just kind of say like, no, like actually no. Um, but it, it, it just got a bit too carried away and it wasn't really clear. And then when he killed, he was just mass murdering slayers and killing Giles, and it just... It was a bit much. And then I think Christos Gage was then like, oh, he was under the thrall of Twilight. Uh,
0: right, because right. they they'd already had their, like, very absurd cosmic sex. Right. Oh, my yeah. God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> flying-in-the-mountain sex, like...
0: <laughs> I, uh... I... I
2: liked that. I thought that was...
0: Connor, you liked that? I was I'm tired even thinking of it. I just thought, I just thought do you know what? Like, they
3: they're kind of like part of this cosmic plan and it made sense to me it made sense that that happened
2: i agree um i i it's over the top but i i, I do think there is some logic to it i also just i'm a angel buffy apologist so seeing them back together i was like yep great i'm on board I, don't care. <laughs> I,
3: just, I thought it was quite good for the larger like buffy angel mythos as well to be like oh by having like Whistler be the one that has to orchestrate them mm-hmm. to kind of like uh, from the universe to go a certain way because
0: all right, all right. well, Meg, <laughs> I know I'm gonna agree with you. so you tell me give us your thoughts on this because I think I agree with you.
1: <laughs> uh, i I was not thrilled by bringing Angel Beck in because I am not an angel Buffy apologist. He is my <laughs> second least favorite of the boyfriends.
0: <laughs> really? Uh,
1: yeah, I hate Riley a lot worse, but he's a- <laughs> And like you said, the story is extremely convoluted. And the thing that you should remember about a story, even if you don't remember who did what to whom and when, is the why. And uh, I feel like yeah. it's really easy to lose the why in this thread. I didn't mind the, the fucking flying through mountains thing because, frankly, it's really hard to depict magic sex.
0: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, I think, like, yeah, part of me is, like, good for them, good for her. Right. Yeah. Like, sure, fuck, you know, have this like crazy superhero magic sex but it just felt like yeah like one I remember reading that comic when it came out and being like what? And like going back to being like what the fuck is going on?
1: And I was I was I was reading it in floppies and I couldn't remember from issue to issue
0: what the hell yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember being like I don't understand. <laughs> he's the villain but now he's angel and they're fucking like what? Nice. He said to her it
3: was like, "Oh, I had to do these evil things because if I didn't, it would have been chaos. Like, you'd have been attacked from all angles. So if I could lead all of the factions against you, I could minimize the damage. So it's something like that. He's like, I had to do a little bit yeah. of hurt to you just to save you, like, more hurt.
2: Right. But isn't it but I- also, like, they're, they're sort of being... I don't want to use the word force, but they're kind oh, of like guided. They're not in control of themselves. That's and then true. they finally just give into it.
3: it. Kind of causing to question the entire Buffy Angel relationship because it's like, well, were they actually in love or was it just the powers that be? Oh, sure. Forcing these people together. Um, so it, it could kind of throw the show off a bit, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of always wonder. I was like, what did Buffy and Angel actually talk about when they're together?
1: No. that's the thing like i never thought they were really in love i thought it was 16 year old first love metastasized into this ongoing drama yeah. fest because they couldn't have the one thing that actually brought them together, which was sex so they don't have anything <laughs> to talk about I know. I
2: know. but they smolder oh it's so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> see it's weird,
1: because
2: <laughs> I alone.
0: it's weird because i fall somewhere in between the camps of this where like I I do agree, and especially, like, doing this podcast, I've realized, like, they don't spend much time actually dating. Like, in the realm of, like, even the show, they only, like, they kiss once in season one and don't start dating till like, a few episodes into season two, and then he turns evil. So there's not, like... Yeah.
2: That's a fair critique. I do think, though, like, watching the series week to week and then having weeks of hiatus... I know I did. I like filled in the gaps, so to speak. Right, you assume, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I do. I agree. Binge watching the series now—that is a, a, a huge like problem. Yeah.
0: But also, I do love them. Like for me, them at the end of season—I know everyone like hates season seven, but for me, <sighs> the way their relationship is at the end of season seven is how I think it really works.
3: Right. As that's them as about. people
0: who have love for each other but like aren't trying to date like for me i love that version of their relationship they
3: kind of understand that they maybe aren't end game and it was what it was but they yes they're different people now and they've kind of had some growth since then
0: right that for me that's like the perfect version of their relationship and i i think that works Mm -hmm. i think their chemistry that way works that's why for me this i was like what like I mean, I'm always like, sure, get that dick to anyone who wants to, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> the
3: thing of like, I mean, because I mean, we've all like slept with exes and stuff after it's like been a while. Sure. It's like, oh well, you know what? But I think with them, it was also the fact that they're being pushed together cosmically.
0: Uh, right, but even hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, pushed together <laughs> cosmically, <laughs> like
3: it's natural. It's it's Buffy. Like these things, stranger things have happened.
0: So wait, I want to. Meg, who did you think Twilight was when you were reading the comics?
1: I have to say I really didn't see the reveal. I did not think it was going to be Angel. I thought they were going to bring back the Master or some like deep cut from the series, which I guess Angel is deep, but hmm. see it coming.
0: Mike, did you have any guesses?
2: I also didn't think it was Angel. I, I was a little annoyed that it turned out to be Angel because he was a big bad once, and that felt like repetitive. Um, who did I think it was? Uh... I don't know. I don't know if I had a guess. I'm not. That's fair.
0: Connor, did you have any guess?
2: I did think it was Angel, but
3: I convinced myself it wasn't because IDW had the rights to the Angel. Right. And I was like, there's
0: no way. And then when it was I angel, like Joss was just like, it's my character. I'm going to do what I want. And it's like, okay, sure. I can remember there was a, whatever posting board at the time i remember reading like people being like no you're stupid because i remember other people thought it was angel and i also thought the same thing you did connor and i remember so many people on the posting board probably one of them was you connor (laughs) being (laughs) like you people who think that are stupid they can't use him like they don't have the rights to him i
3: think it's because like it wasn't that there was any clues that it was angel like there's nothing in there that reads no but yeah it was just like deduction i was like oh i guess it's angel because like why would they hide the face if it wasn't this character like right
0: i i can remember until we see him i was positive it was riley i was like oh. it's riley i know it's riley it's gotta be him because it's someone who has a past relationship with her that might have bad feelings the military yeah right. and like so i was like oh it's riley but then we see riley like halfway through the season i think right yeah.
2: mm-hmm. and he gets his own mm-hmm. issue too
0: I do actually like what they do with Riley for that. I like that it's like, oh, he joined forces with Twilight, but actually it was like to help Buffy. He was a mole. Yeah, I liked, I do like that version of Riley. The version of Riley that's like...
3: I think I think at one point, um, I think I thought it was Caleb. Because there's like a line where she goes to use the scythe on his balls. And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to fool that that again.
1: Oh, that's right. true yes that's
3: true but then I angel was present to watch that but it's like well why is angel
0: for that because he's never fell for it before right, Probably. right. but no she using did using
2: that to throw her off right just lying but
0: also she did when he turns evil that's like she walks away she kicks him in the balls oh right oh, okay oh
2: that's right
0: go. oh you just decoded <laughs> this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> you're all welcome um uh, there was something else. I, God, what the hell did I? There's so much that happens. In you see, want oh, about I wanted Giles to. Giles getting murdered. Well, before we got because that's like the very end. Right. I wanted to talk about Oz.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> right, the return of Oz.
0: It's so weird and so unnecessary. It's and so then unnecessary. they kill his wife. Like yeah. it felt weirdly cruel for a show that is weirdly for a show that already was weirdly cruel to its characters. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I don't. I I just didn't love that
2: yeah and Oz, Oz is no Oz is one of those characters too that like Seth Green is the reason I think we all gravitate towards Oz and why yeah history mm-hmm. treats him well like he has a Funko Pop but like Tara doesn't you know um yeah. but not a character I felt we needed to spend four issues with again
0: absolutely not and like I don't I, I think he would have been fine if it was like oh look Oz is here to help us fight but not I don't know not the way they did it yeah Ugh. And it's weird that they didn't bring him back. Like, we never see him again after this. I don't yeah, think so, no. And, like, ugh, I don't know. Like, does he hate them all? Because I was just talking about how, like, that issue where Willow's talking about having, like, the way she feels about keeping Kennedy from Buffy. And I'm like, oh, Oz decides to help them and his wife is murdered because of they bring this war to, like, his land. His or daughter, um, yeah. And, you know, that kind there of... Was-
1: that kind Kind of does prove Willow right. Like, if you just use, yeah, foil for Willow, you're like, oh crap, Willow's correct about Kennedy. But in the meantime, we have this do nothing arc about a character who was really well loved and didn't get much of a run,
0: yeah. And I do think you're right, Mike. I think Seth Green brings, I mean, I always say when I first got into Buffy, I lied, and it was, I just switched around what the truth <laughs> was, and I said. I had a crush on Faith and I wanted to be Oz and it was just opposite. I wanted to be Faith and I had a crush on right. Oz.
2: <laughs> Faith and Oz might have had a fun run together. That mm. Oh, well.
0: I read plenty of fan fiction about oh. that. And, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> and Connor, was it you when I brought that up? I was like, I even forgot he was in the comics.
3: <laughs> uh, maybe. because
0: I-, I feel like one of you was like, I didn't even remember he was there.
3: <laughs> As always, like Oz is um, completely underutilized um yeah yeah it's a shame i was excited to see him though it's kind of like seeing an old friend but i yeah. never did anything with him
0: so do we want to talk about giles getting murdered oh, yeah, yes. we yeah yeah um i will tell you all that i remember reading that comic and i you know everything in buffy makes me cry but i remember just being mad i remember mm-hmm. i didn't cry i didn't get emotional i was just like are you fucking kidding me and was like mad
2: <laughs>
0: uh Mike, how did you feel when you first read it? Yeah, I
2: had it. I had it spoiled for me because I think at the time I was a little behind on the issues, and then I had like just read a form or something, and then I I was enraged. Yeah, um, I'm still not over it actually.
3: <laughs> I think I am. Um, I liked it. Not that I, because li- Giles is one of my favorite characters, but I just mm-hmm. thought it was quite beautifully illustrated by Giante. And to have yeah. him like break his neck like he done to Jenny, I was like, that's kind of poetic, mm-hmm. um, right? And I kind of felt like Buffy, like that, like grief and rage. I don't know. It's probably Janty's best work on the series, and how like smashing the seed, and um, I uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I th- I think it leads into a really good arc for Angel as well and Faith. Oh, for um, sure. So yeah. I think it was handled well.
1: I, I, okay. I really agree May. with Connor. I think the art is beautiful and perfect. I really love the the echo of parallelism between his death and Jenny Callender's death. Uh, but I also, I was confused about the timing. Uh, they did everything but kill Giles in the seventh season. Like they, they really yeah. mm-hmm. back of just about everything and they removed his power and they removed his influence from Buffy. I mean, he was long past due. I thought he was going to die in the final battle. I thought that was it. And, you know, the, the show has systematically removed anybody who had acted as a parent in her life. And I figured he was the last to go. So I wasn't surprised when it happened. I was, however, I did feel that it was devalued when they brought him back as quickly as they did. I, I came to rapidly understand that it's nothing and uh, there will be time travel fuckery. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, okay, that... I I love Angel and Faith, the ne- the season we get of Angel and Faith so much. And I actually really liked, I don't know, I I really liked the way they brought him back. Because for me, and I know this is an unfair thing to say, but like we said, like a lot of the stuff doesn't have the same impact because it's not the actors, right? They're just drawings. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Connor. And for me, the death just didn't have the impact. So I needed him to come back. And all the stuff of him coming back had more of an impact on me than his death did like i teared up the first time faith hugs him Aww. and i was like this is really sweet when she like first sees him and she's so happy yeah. and you know that like faith who's really bad at expressing those kind of emotions also thinks of giles as a father figure even though clearly he's like more buffy's than yeah hers right and then the moment when buffy first sees baby giles as well i, I thought all that was really sweet mm-hmm. i do agree that it does like undercut but I just didn't have the emotional impact of his death. I was just mad. (laughs) I don't know. Did any, did any of you watch lost?
2: No, a little bit.
0: I've watched it. Meg a
1: little bit. I I was really upset at how it, how it disrespected its audience. So completely (laughs)
0: there's, (laughs) there's a death in like the last season where like my favorite couple dies together, like drowning in a submarine. And that's the only other time on like something I loved when characters died. And I'm like, I'm not crying. I'm just very angry. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> um, but anyway, I think it's what? like comics though.
3: I don't know. I think cause I'm so like versed in like comic book culture, like death happens so often. And um, it's so often reversed at the same time. And like this comic had kind of, actually the entire Buffy series constantly brings back characters that have been like killed off. Apart but from there,
2: Tara. <laughs> yeah, there are exceptions, right? Like Tara and... Um, I guess Joyce, Anya. Um, yeah. Anya. Anya sort of comes back, right? But not yeah. really. Um, I think, too, the anger originally was kind of like... where it, it didn't seem like they knew where they were going. And so they were just doing things, right? The the, the storytellers were just doing things to do them. Right. Um, so it felt very unearned. But then, thankfully, I think we do get resolution when in angel and faith season nine when angel succeeds in bringing him back to life um and so thankful like i'm thankful for that at least
3: um i think it's like giles resurrection like it felt earned where a lot of resurrections in like fiction just feel like oh the writer wants to use this character again Mm -hmm. the giles one it actually felt like uh a long form story um, it wasn't just done in an arc; it was a whole season of development for Angel, and yes, Faye. and yeah. um, it was hard for, and it, i don't know—it just felt um, it, it felt right for me to read mm-hmm. that, uh, I, I, yeah, because killing Giles is—it does kind of feel pointless, um, but it's probably a case of like, oh, it's the season finale; like, we need to have some sort of like death impact. I guess Giles is the most expendable, um, and, and but it just—it kind of fell a little flat. If you'd only read the comic and not the series, like why would you? But if if you had, it's kind of like, oh, here's this character that appeared in one arc, like in issue what six to ten, and it's like he's not in the book until until the last arc again. It's just like there was no really setup for it to be upsetting because he wasn't a presence in the comic. Yeah. I don't, does that make sense? I don't know. I'm kind of babbling.
2: yeah. I think I think I think that does. Yeah. Well, and so they destroy magic, right? The seed of magic's gone, magic disappears, and that leads us into season nine.
0: Mike, would you like to start us off with season nine?
2: Yeah. Um, So, you know, uh, they destroy magic, and then uh, the beginning of season nine, there's no more magic. (laughs) Buffy moves to San Francisco, and she's got roommates, right?
3: Yeah, roommates who are never um, developed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Quickly (laughs) forgotten. That guy's always shirtless, though, whatever his name is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and isn't isn't her isn't the one woman? Doesn't she become a Slayer? Yeah, it
2: turns out she's a Slayer
3: that's been there sent there to like spy on Buffy or something. Right, she's one of right. the rogue Slayers.
1: Yeah,
2: But that doesn't go. Right. That goes literally nowhere. With under <laughs> Simone's command, right? Yes,
1: Simone She's running that.
2: Lots so she's the one
0: that goes to Angel and Faith, right? Right. Yes, I I forget. Is it this season or is it next season when they? have the plot device that i actually really like that like they cleanse a haunted building and that's why they move into that building
3: that's season 10 is it 10 that's 10 Shit, where that's they get right. okay. like apartment and um, right. my main thing that happened in it is kind of like the what i think is this single worst storyline in buffy is uh the robot abortion oh yeah
2: oh (laughs) Oh, right yeah buffy thinks she's pregnant
3: do you guys remember do you remember before that story happened and there was this kind of art going around of buffy with just one arm and it was this thing where it's like oh like gonna make buffy like an amputee like she's gonna be like disabled um and i was like oh i was like that's kind of cool because like i was reading walking dead at the time and like rick had his hand cut off and i was like oh like this makes sense like why hasn't buffy had any injuries for like nine years so it's like, okay, this is coming. And then it turned out it was a robot arm and it was a mislead. And it's like Andrew had like date raped her for her protection. And it was just, it was just nonsense.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it was nonsense.
3: Especially when you're reading Angel and Faith at the same time, you're like this is such a prestige comic. And you're looking <sighs> at me. And I'm like, I mean, they've done bots before and it's been great. But the way it was done was so gross and so badly yeah. written. And it was badly drawn. Like Cliff Richard's art was not good for
0: that arc.
1: Mm.
0: I remember that. I, I forgot about that until you just said that, but I remember being very exhausted by that arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much Just being like, "Ugh, I have to read more of this. Fuck. Like we're still going with mm-hmm. this. Also when- there was,
1: there was so much advance press about there being an abortion in the series and how brave it was and what a hot button topic it literally always is in all seasons at all times, and then it was just handled so badly.
3: Well, I think I think the actual the initial abortion issue I think is one of the strongest issues of the comic series. But then they.
1: No, that, that part's great. Yeah,
3: I was just like, oh, I was like, this is this is really heavy, and having her go through the decision and if they just followed her and just had buffy have an abortion to have that as part of this series right
2: yeah
1: yeah that's the thing like they, yeah they pulled the rug out from under it after doing all that hard work
3: it's such a shame it's such a, i don't know if that was like editorial it was like oh we don't want to put buffy through that and i was like why not it happens to so many women and buffy is meant to represent you know that
1: it's also it's, it's a very safe and minor procedure, and the more we underscore the fact that characters' lives go on afterward immediately, yes. barely an interruption, the better off
3: we'll be. That's
2: yeah, a really good point.
3: They had like defended it, and were are like, "Oh well, the point of it was to show that Buffy like makes the choice and like goes <sighs>
0: through the options." I'm like, "That's such a cop out!" Like, right. So, right? Because yeah, I I mean, yes, Meg, everything you just said. Um, what's that movie? Obvious Child? Obvious I love that I movie. I love
1: that. That's, that's the best I've ever seen it
0: done. Yes, I, I think it's like, yes, I wish the show had just been like, oh, look, she had an abortion and she's going on with her life. Yep. She's still a fucking superhero. Like, ugh. Like it, yeah, that makes that made me so mad. It was awful.
1: <laughs> Incidentally, Shrill just handled it like perfectly and did exactly that.
0: Oh, yeah. I just finished that series. I was very upset that I thought it was a full season. And then it was only six episodes oh. when I was like, wait,
1: girl, we all were. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. What else happens in season nine, Mike? <laughs> uh, well,
2: I, why am I the season nine go to? <laughs> um, I'll help though. I've got the notes up. Um, so we meet uh, detective Dowling. Oh, I love um, Dowling, oh, Who runs the mm-hmm. supernatural division of the police department um, in San Francisco. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I was really disappointed. We didn't, never got to see Kate again from Angel.
1: Yeah, I really love Kate.
2: She's she's mentioned, um, like she's in LA doing the exact same thing Dally's doing. But I'm like, why?
1: Just trying we... her.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> I think wouldn't she want to know what Angel just did a few months ago, like from Buffy? I don't know. I feel like Kate is like one of my most hated
3: characters outside of Connor. But I'm kind of <gasps> oh. happy to see her again. <laughs> but oh. I like a reference, but I was like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> I I also don't
0: like her. Wow. Like, oh. <laughs> um I hate to agree with Connor, but <laughs> <laughs> Um I I liked Dowling. I liked so like right, like the like liberal shitty punk teen of me as like buffy can't be a cop i know
2: (laughs) i agree but then also but then also
0: i'm like okay this makes sense like she can pay bills with this money Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: there are literal demons i mean she is protecting people
3: it's buffy's always been a cop right yeah it's more she was just getting paid for, like, advising them on supernatural cases. Like,
0: God, Meg, hearing you say Buffy's always been a cop, I just, like, cringe. I was like, ugh! I
3: mean, in a very
1: specific framework, but her job is literally, like, the enforcement of magical law. I know. I'm
0: sorry. I know, right? So then, that's where, like, the, like, for me, that's why I'm, like, I can kind of, okay, because, like, there are literal monsters, like, walking on the street who, like, you know, have horns and special powers, so, okay, sure. (laughs) You know, and in on Slayer Fest, like season six, we just covered Flooded, where Anya says like, "Oh, you should charge," <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I mean, it doesn't not make sense." Like, <laughs> he's right.
2: Yeah, Anya's always right.
0: She is. You know, is this the season where Kennedy hires her? Yeah, or I love that arc. That was. fun I think that's a really good Kennedy. One, it's a good Kennedy arc. Mm-hmm. And two, Kennedy's smart. Like that makes sense, right? It makes it makes sense because Kennedy, like.
3: I love Kennedy. Okay, I'm just not going to apologize about it. I think she's incredible, <laughs> and I think she's a far more capable slayer and put together woman than Buffy or Faith. So to have her thrive in this post, you know, supernatural out in the world, and just be like, Do you know what, I'm a business bitch. I'm going to run a business. Yes. And Buffy and Faith <laughs> are going to work for me, and um, and she doesn't need them. She doesn't need them. She need Willow. She's just doing her thing and monopolizing on her powers. I love that. She's got such agency as a character. It's a shame that we don't see more of her.
2: Yeah. And that she's just so like dismissed in, I think the fan community, right? Like people that haven't read these stories still hate her. And I think that's unfair. I think the same goes for Dawn too, right? I sort of liked Dawn more after reading the comics and we'll get there. Maybe (laughs) we'll get there. I don't know.
3: (laughs) It's like Dawn, Riley and Kennedy are like the unholy trilogy or trinity of um, characters everyone hates. But I mm-hmm. love them all. I love them. They're family.
0: Um, I don't know that I love them all. But <laughs> I I do think all of them serve their purpose. I think Kennedy and Riley both served the purpose for the person they were dating. Like, they were the, like, kind of boring rebound that Buffy needed. And that Willow absolutely, like, Willow absolutely needed someone who could fuck. And someone who, like, was the total opposite of Tara as, like, her rebound. Yeah, she
3: needed a top.
0: And she got one. Yeah. And that's yeah. Fun. So good for her. Yeah.
3: Uh, and then I do think-
1: it's like
0: Lucille Bluth.
1: Yes. <laughs> Go. <laughs> well, I, I do think that Kennedy is much better in uh, the post-show seasons than she was in the show. Like, exactly like you said, she's a rebound, she's a necessary top, whatever. But she yeah. one of the only slayers to really see what it means to be a non-unique slayer in the world and put that to work and
4: -hmm.
1: like the way she shows off her agency the way she separates herself from the more powerful people in her life is really admirable and we don't see hardly anyone else doing that
0: yes and a thing that i remember being confused about which you all can clarify for me probably i remember reading it and being like wait but do they have powers or no like when she destroyed the seed of wonder i thought it took away everyone's slayer powers but no,
1: vampires and slayers were unchanged
3: it just, I think uh, the no new Slayers are going to be cold. I think it was something like that.
1: Right. No new Slayers oh. will be cold. Yeah. It's a little like Catch 22 situation.
0: Right. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. So, also, do we get Billy in this season? Yeah. We do. We get yeah, Billy. All right, Connor, let's fight because I'm going to say Buffy, uh, Billy's arc made me tear up. I loved it. I kept thinking of how much, as like the little queer boy that I was, like I would have loved seeing that. Yeah, I don't know. What did So are you all unanimous about not liking it?
2: Um I mean, I I like the representation aspect of it. I have problems with it overall though. Um that's yeah.
3: I think with Billy, it was the way it was I thought it was kind of patronizing the way it was written and it spent said like, "Oh, well we have a lot of like gay men that like the show. So we're just going to write a gay man as a slayer." And I was like, "But men aren't slayers." And I was like, "If you really wanted to go there and do it, you would do a story about a trans slayer. Yes. I yeah. You. But instead you cop out and you give us this kind of Mary Sueish character. It's Like, Oh, I'm a slayer just because I like the idea of it. Yeah. And there's a difference between the idea of it. And the fact that it's in Canon is that it's a, it, it's a calling it's a destiny. And like, why has no one else in the show ever done that before? You can't just, I, I just found it really badly written. And the character is just kind of so good at everything and nothing ever goes wrong for him. Um, and Buffy just loves him and gets him to move in with her after meeting him once. And yeah. she, like, she doesn't even treat the Slayer she had with that much like. <laughs> <affection>. <laughs> and it's just you we know, reading it, being like, why aren't we telling a trans story? I don't need to be Slayers. Like it kind of just shits on the whole concept.
1: I was I was going to completely agree. Uh, This should have been a trans girl story. It absolutely should have been. It would have like confirmed her gender and her mystical uh identity as a woman. And uh, there's a there's a phenomenon that happens in the world and in fiction where you get used to something being some you get used to a task or a job being something that women are generally good at, and then when a man is even like passably okay at it, he's everybody's favorite. Like it's the Mr. Mom thing, right? yeah I really, <laughs> I really hated that Billy was everybody's favorite and and Buffy's beloved when she wasn't even nice enough to the the, the prospective Slayers back at the beginning. You know she couldn't even be bothered to learn their names. Uh, so yeah, Billy pissed me off a lot. <laughs> it should have been a different story. And uh, he frankly comes off as a, a Mary Sue, like you said, like far too complicated for no good reason. this, this reads like a self insert in somebody's fanfic.
2: Yeah, a Billy oh, Sue. Yes, he's a Billy <laughs> Sue. He's
1: a, he's a, a what's that, is a Gary Lou or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're all making very good points. <laughs> I still like him, but I will, I do uh, see everyone's
3: point. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I didn't really feel like I needed to be seen with a gay male character in the show. I was like, I already feel seen in so many characters, regardless of their sexuality, um, and I was like, if we are going to talk about gay car- characters in the show, then why don't we explore Andrew more, or just explore Willow's like lesbianism more? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just think I didn't need it, and I just felt it, it was it was so fan fictiony. Um, I didn't even pat on the back for being like, oh, our gay we have gay fans and we like them. I, I didn't need that. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs>
0: uh is this also the season where they where she te- yeah this is the season where she teams up with Illyria right yes yeah. i
4: love Illyria. because
0: uh, i love Illyria in the comics i think she works really well with buffy which isn't a, a duo i would have ever imagined would work well like it didn't occur to me yeah. but, but and i think Illyria weirdly also is one of the characters that translates really well from like the show to the comics, and that could just be only because we only had her for what ten episodes.
2: I, I An angel it was, less was it than even ten? Wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I I think like it was less. Less.
0: So I feel like maybe that's a reason why she works, but I don't know. I really like her here. I like her as her and De Hoff. I like it that her De Hoffren and then what is it like three other random demons we haven't seen before yeah. are like the council, and I like yeah. the mixture of old and new. Um i don't know that that worked for me that whole storyline i really liked the end of it
3: Finale was really strong i remember thinking i've I've hated this season and then the last arc what was it called again like the core or something
2: yeah the core Mm -hmm. um yeah
3: i was like oh no because the whole season we've not had the scoobies together because like willow's been off in angel and off in her own series which is really good as well um yeah and then willow finally comes back and we've got and we've got this whole gang uh and we get to like explore like the deeper well and like these other like concepts and like the old ones and all that stuff just fucking cool like yeah. it was and even like having um i remember really enjoying like the fact that dawn was fading from existence like that was there was stakes there was finally some in yeah. this season oh uh,
2: you know what we haven't talked about is uh don and xander they sort of get it together at the end of season eight sure. and that's a big thing in nine mm-hmm. especially when she's fading away
3: um yeah like a domestic abuse thing going on <laughs> as Well,
2: Ooh.
3: or like it was hinted. like xander was like having rage issues due to his feelings of powerlessness during the twilight saga right um, right and it was kind of just a hint that he might have been like hitting dawn but she was like it's fine um did anyone else read that was that just, I, I, it wasn't never, far off no i think you're right i never go got ahead, that man.
1: he was hitting her because buffy would have put him in the next week i i just was angry yeah. all the time and that she's dawn and can't bear up to any of the even most basic pressures of life
0: and has to screech about it <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah i mean okay so I know that we. I've had guests on the podcast that like very much hate it. I don't love it, but I think it's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't like explicitly hate it or love it. I'm just like, all
2: right. Yeah, I, I think it gets a little better um, in season 10, but go ahead, yeah. Meg.
1: No, I, I don't hate that, that Xander and Dawn end up together. It frankly makes perfect sense. They've seen so much bizarre and isolating shit together. Like I get that their age difference is problematic and that he was maybe a caregiver to her when she was a child, but even then they have a limited range of people who are going to understand anything they've been through, of course. Right. Together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that even makes even more. So. Like, I was hadn't even thought of it that way. I was just like, sure, the two human characters make sense. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I. And uh, they're they're both like, they're both characters that, while I defend both of them, have their issues, right? So sure, put them together. <laughs> <laughs> um they're probably like for me the least interesting characters yes uh yeah
3: yeah I, think, I do like what they do with dawn in the comics though i think the developments like t- they actually reference the fact that she's a key
2: yes like, finally
3: i like, in season nine with her fading and in season 10 it's like oh you do have dimensional powers like maybe let's look into
2: that um oh, they're so yes. cool. <laughs> I,
0: I think that that like very much makes sense right yeah
2: yeah Um, it was so fulfilling to finally see that too like her actually be useful and like it looked cool as well yeah
3: she has a lot of like
2: big hero moments i think in season
3: 10 where like she's kind of sacrifices herself yeah um right yeah so buffy doesn't have to and it's i don't know i think she i think she comes off really well
0: um
1: it is one of the better appearances of dawn and i say that as not a dawn fan
2: Totally <laughs> agree. Nice.
0: All right, so season nine ends with they get magic back. Illyria, what does she do? She like, she like, I, uh, for, die? She blows up. Yeah, yeah I know she yeah, blows when they, up.
1: Yeah, when they put the, the seed back together or whatever. She's just destroyed.
0: Yeah, and she's like totally cool about it because she's like, ah, oh, maybe I'll be back. And then blows <laughs> up. I like that. <laughs> So then we get to season ten, and season ten is where they move into the, they cleanse the building, and they all move in together. And I, it's such a plot device, but I love it's that fabulous. plot device. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. it's great. Kind of sitcom um,
3: thing where they cross the hall from each other. Like it's great, it's great.
0: Yeah, it it puts them all in the same place. Great. Like I I don't know. I they needed a reason for them all to be in the same and like same building. Sure, sure, sure. It was haunted. It's now not haunted. Great. Because also, San Francisco, Meg lives there. San Francisco real estate is not cheap, and Buffy probably wouldn't have been able absolutely to Absolutely not, it. <laughs> so making it
1: haunted actually makes it work really well. Yeah.
0: Right? Is she, yeah. is she not just a barista at this
3: point? Like, she's not even a cop yet. Uh, uh,
1: yes, well, yeah, fact,
3: that's why she
0: she absolutely wouldn't have been able to afford it. That's why.
1: We're all just hoping to find, like, a desperately haunted party. Like, we all want that.
0: <laughs> See, Meg, that's what you need to do. <laughs> They're like, oh, the ghouls live on the third floor. It's fine. They're really good tenants. <laughs> they keep to themselves. Sometimes they eat some people, but you know, whatever. It's totally worth it. What the hell else happens okay. in season ten? Okay, um, we okay, all. <laughs> Meg, all right, Meg, you you give because I've made Mike and Connor give us season overviews okay. before. My
1: favorite part about season ten is that we get the story of Archaeus, who's like this ancient vampire who was part of the lineage of the master and spike and angel which for me Uh brings everything together about why buffy is constantly attracted to these dudes it's because her destiny is bound to their destiny like there is something that's larger than any individual involved here that keeps pulling them together not just the powers that be but like forces that were set in motion before any of them existed i just love that
3: yeah and it also like okay puts into it kind of Retcon some of the shoddy writing surrounding yes. Angel Spike, Priscilla and Darla, how they could be like set on fire and be cool mm-hmm. and not die mm-hmm. because like they're from a stronger line, a bloodline of vampire. um So it makes sense why they are, you know, a bit more resilient than, than the, us- the usual, the usual vamp. Right. So I appreciated that.
1: So Andrew comes out in this season. Uh, Buffy's father, Hank, comes back from the dead in this season. Jeez, right. We get fairies. We get uh, the restless door. Like so many things.
2: I don't remember the Hank coming back from the dead. Oh, so he's getting really? married.
1: He's not. He's not actually dead. Sorry, that actually means something in this series. Okay. <laughs>
2: it's a deep oh, oh. So
1: he,
2: I see. He's gonna okay. get
1: married to the <laughs> the secretary he ran off with, or whatever, and uh, he doesn't want Buffy in his wedding because she's a Slayer and he's a bigot.
2: That's right. 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 Okay. Right. Sorry, you—you uh, <laughs> really tripped me up there. I do remember that,
0: and I actually do really like that. It's a nice reminder,
1: right? Yeah. Like I,
0: I, yeah, I feel like that's a callback that we didn't need, yes. but works, yeah. right? And it also oh, plays into,
3: um, it plays into buffy and giles relationship actually that issue really made me like cry because i thought it was so beautiful when it's like this as like a scene of them like on top of a rooftop just talking and how she says that you're my dad like hank isn't my dad oh
2: yeah yeah and it's
3: so beautiful and even though he's like a child as well at the same time <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh also i forgot season 10 has a really good opening right i really like the way season 10 opens with them in that town where the vamps are like taking over and like everyone's fighting together i think that's a really good opening to the season
3: yeah like the the super vamps and i also love like the leader of them like vicky the vampire it's such a silly name kind of how it's like buffy the vampire slayer and it's like of course like the lead of this new thing is just like this kind of quirky girl name right um I just thought that was quite a cute touch. They didn't try and give her anything like grandiose, you know? Right. Um,
0: it, it reminded, and this, I mean this in a good way. It really reminded me of like fan fiction. I would have written where it's like, how do I make all the characters come back together in like a big fight? That's like, not, it's like kind of low stakes, but the stakes are there, but it's nothing crazy. It still feels like very Buffy. I don't know. It, that's what it reminded me of. Something that I would have tried sure. to write and probably failed at. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I really like that opening. Um, and that's when we first learned that Buffy and Spike are now dating again, right, right? Right. Because they kiss at like the very they have like that kiss scene after they have that cool fight. Um What did we all think about them getting back together?
3: I um I loved it. I'm I'm like I think it was handled really well and it was probably my favorite issue of this season was where they have Buffy It's kind of like got like a rape metaphor, and it's also
2: triggers. Yeah,
3: it's also dealing with the fact that Spike attempted to rape her, and they kind of they've never really got into that, they're kind of like whiffed that away in the show. Um, but it's like, okay, well, these are they're in a relationship now, they're in an actual relationship, so we kind of have to address it. Um, and I think it's done really well. Um, and I just kind of love them just being able to exist as a couple and not have any melodrama and just the fact that they get on well, yeah. they have chemistry. Why not? Like he's part of the unit. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mike,
2: did you like it? Oh, I agree. I've never liked Buffy and Spike together. Um, I actually really don't care for Spike that much. Um, but oh. uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think he's funny and charming in season two. But uh, anyway, that's another that's for another time. Um I bought into this and I thought it was really well done. And I was surprised at how much I liked it because I tried not to at first, Um, but they, they got me. It worked. I thought.
3: It's also the first time the series has allowed Buffy to have a healthy, happy relationship. Yeah. It, It took 10 fucking seasons to be like, Oh, here's a positive sexual and romantic experience for you. Like it was just nice to have that. Um, And just even like when Angel questions her about it, but it's just, I don't know, it just felt right for those characters at that time to be in a couple. Um, It didn't feel like it was pandering to like spuffy shippers either. Um, Right. It would just kind of, I don't know, it just felt, it just felt organic for the writing to go that way.
0: And Meg, as someone who said, that spike was your first favorite how did you yeah, feel about I'm, it?
3: uh
1: indefensible flaming trash i <laughs> i love spike and i am pro spuffy all the time uh i can't really fully defend it with his past actions like he did what he did and there's no fixing that and it is absolutely obscene to suggest that a survivor should be with the person who victimized her but look life is complicated <laughs> And I always felt that Spike understood her. And uh, Angel is capable of being her comrade, but as we discussed, they have nothing in common to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Spike gets her when she's at her lowest, when she's when she's alone, when she's contemplating having an abortion, when like all these terrible things happen Spike is there and, and that's one of the reasons that I stay buffy trash. So no, of course I wasn't into it. I it felt like fan service. It felt like it, this is a really it <laughs> season like 10 fixes a lot of things and like brings us out of the slide that 9 was in. And I think this is one of those things that they thought was a fix that we wanted to see Buffy Healthy, balanced, happy, and with her first love, and uh, I don't, I don't want any of those things. I want Buffy uh, messy, complicated, confused, Dang. and fucking the house down.
2: <laughs> I love that you hate it, and I love it. Like it's that's perfect. I love that. <laughs>
0: that's that is really funny. I because I'm also Buffy trash, but I loved it. I was so happy that like they seem to have this regular relationship, and they address those things and. Ah, for me, it worked. That's fair. That's fair.
2: But it was kind of like on Parks and Rec when Ben and Leslie finally got together. Like, and the writers were like, well, we don't ever want to introduce too much drama between them. Right. So we'll keep them separate. Right. Um, but they're still together. So like, you know, it, it seemed like their paths, like they always came together as a couple. Right. In the season. But then they were always kind of doing their own things. Um, yeah. So there couldn't be so much drama um right
3: I, I, yeah i think it's just important to show that buffy can have a relationship and even when it ends it ends if it, it, it feels like it should end when it does as well it's not just they're not end game it's just like that was a time in our lives where we were both receptive to each other romantically
2: yeah and intimate well, it ends off screen so to speak right like i, I think they're yeah. still together by the end of the season but then it's, right
0: then season it's 12 just they're just friends who yeah. right yeah Okay which I appreciated, but also I, I don't know. I want it. Whatever. doesn't matter. We'll get
2: there. <laughs> I was going to say, before we move on from season 10, um, Anya's ghost appears as well. And how do we all oh, feel right, about that's that season 10? Yeah.
0: I, I will say I was very happy to have her back. Same. I didn't love the way it, the turn mm. it took once I started. Cause like, right. They, I mean, not so subtly, they do it on purpose hint at like, Oh, she's probably evil. Uh, as soon as that started coming up, I was like, I'm gonna be really annoyed. Like I thought it was gonna be the first evil doing some like dumb shenanigans. I was glad right. that wasn't the case. But also I don't know that I can accurately tell you. Is it that de Hoffrin created her?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um
0: she's a copy
3: of Anya's like
0: like persona, right? Yeah, it's
3: not Anya. It's just a copy that he used to like manipulate the Scoobies. And oh he got her he wanted it because he missed Anya. And then you like, but she thought she was. Yes, she Anna, did. Right? She thought she was, it's like, And then she finds out that her existence isn't real and that she's just. Right, right. right. And then she kind of snaps.
1: Because it, it, it's okay. It's just the series is never done torturing Anya, which makes me terribly sad. She's not real. She has to be depressed. And uh, also, this appearance of Anya reminds me of when a brand resurrects a dead celebrity through like the magic of CGI. and
3: oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> Very that, very that. Yeah. I do I, I think one of the things I really liked about season ten was actually they um shown us that vengeance demons are a threat. Yeah.
4: Like
3: you have these reality altering demons who are fucking strong and can withstand flesh wounds. So it's like let's go into that. Like the Hoffren is scary and I De yeah, I he I love the Hoffman come back. Yeah.
1: He's one of my favourite characters throughout, and he's excellent <laughs> this season.
3: Yeah, having him there as yeah. a big bad and like being, being like that a season long threat. I was like, oh, this is great. Like this is yeah. a great use. And because um, I, I feel that vengeance demons were always so underbaked in the series, which is weird considering Anya was like a main character for like three or four seasons. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so season ten ends with, you know, they have this big battle where it's what is it? The Hofren, the fake Anya, and Jonathan, was, a bunch yeah. of
3: vengeance demons.
0: Jonathan, right? I knew that there was another ghost. God, and then <laughs> I actually really like that the battle ends, the huffer gets away, and Buffy just teleports other dimension and chops his fucking head off. I really like that ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. And but does Illyria come back in Buffy, or no? She just comes back on Angel. Yeah, she's never in Buffy again. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: so like, no, she's in um season twelve. Of yeah. Buffy. yeah, yeah. Oh, she right. is um,
0: right. But so then. So then, moving on to season eleven, which is the most contained, we get the like more most relevant story, right? Because it's like, oh, I, all magical beings are putting into a, are being put into like internment camps, um, because they're a danger to the country. Quote it's unquote. Mm-hmm. War. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I did like that season. I remember talking about it with you in DMs, Connor, when it was yeah. like, going yeah. on. Um. You didn't love it, right, Connor? I no
3: I loved it to a point. I thought it was really good and then when it got to like the last two issues, it just kind of farted out. Like it was it was a shame. They didn't land the finish and it kind of undermined the rest of the season for me.
0: I I liked it. I really liked when Faith came in. I thought like great. This is what we needed because there was a little bit it almost felt like one of those Netflix series where like, "Oh, there's just like one or two episodes we didn't need."
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because we spent so much time in that camp with them being like, "We're gonna get out," but we're doing nothing. Yeah, like
3: <laughs> I did like the camp stuff. Though I thought it was, um, I thought it was interesting. But I feel like the metaphor they were going for didn't really have as much weight I think as they anticipated, just because it was full of soulless killers.
0: Right. <laughs> right. The. Adam sass has said this on the podcast a lot of times: how like sometimes when we're making a metaphor, like don't use <laughs> monsters because it doesn't quite land. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: How like True Blood when it's like God hates fangs and it's like oh, but also those vampires are murdering right. everyone they see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, True Blood not go in. No, it really oh, couldn't.
3: No. <laughs> I really liked the um the kind of the slayers that they had i can't remember the name but they had that you no know, that blonde slayer that was basically like a really yeah. beefy buffy um yeah i love them as like antagonists because they felt like a threat in the way that glory felt like a threat
0: um yes like, because right it's like oh they're actually evenly matched strength and yeah. fighting wise like, sometimes
3: i don't really need like a particularly complex villain i just need someone that i know is going to kick the shit out of my lead character um and I thought that they were great. It felt really justified when Buffy and Faith like just got her back because she was such an such a
0: yeah. unforgivable character. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did like her. I liked... Jordan. I liked all of... What was her name? Jordan, sorry. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then... I forg- How does that even end? I know it ends happy. Uh, it turns out to be some, like
3: government woman that we've seen like once in the season like it's a big twist and i'm like who's this character uh and she's behind it and uh they stop her and oh right
0: because she had a relationship with willow right
3: uh i think they i think they like
0: i think that's a different woman that's the big oh is that a different different
3: woman that willow was dating
0: but so all right i guess that season Eleven, uh, season twelve, which is a very mini season because they had to wrap up because Boom Comics was taking over. Yeah. I think for what it is, it's good in the context of knowing they only had a limited time to wrap it up. Yeah, you know they. I, I think for that it works kind of the way for me the ending of Angel works because right, I know it, they canceled. More
1: to canceled.
0: Yeah, they like oh this is the end we gotta do something let's go out big. So I appreciate. That they went big. I loved tying it back to Frey because I think the Frey comic is like fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, which we didn't even talk about her arc in season eight. I know. <laughs> I appreciate that they also tied it back to that, right? They explain why that happened. Oh, why that
3: universe was still intact as well. Because yeah never right.
0: Um, and I appreciated all of that. I had forgotten the brother didn't die in Frey. I thought it ends with him dying. It doesn't. He gets he does get away. Um I didn't love the mayor coming back. Oh God, that was horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. Yes, that completely undercuts the fucking fantastic ending of season three. And yeah, so so good, right? I know, every time I I think of all that and I'm like, get the kids. And I'm like, I'm so proud of my children. Um, (laughs) But... And they could have just been like, oh, he brought him back through a spell, but they're like, no, he was alive the whole time. Like,
3: ugh. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's just season 12 is, re- I think that it was always, this, the comics were always going to end that way, but they were rushed to get to that ending.
0: And like, so rushed. And they were yeah. just like,
3: oh, we've got, I think there had probably had another season before season 12 where everything happens, where Giles becomes an adult, you know, Spike and Buffy break up, all this stuff. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you four issues. To do like two seasons worth of story. So it's like, okay, we'll cut one season and then we'll just have to condense this down. But I do think that once you kind of get over the time jump, it's a really tight story. And I think it reads really well. But I think you're right. The Mayo thing is just, it was completely pointless. And we could have dedicated that time to like, I don't know, maybe had Kennedy show up. We didn't have her in it. And I'm mad about that. Oh,
0: she didn't show up. I forgot. Kennedy
3: wasn't there. Satsu wasn't there. Uh, yeah i don't know i just and it kind of also made me question why they brought fred back when she was just kind of there was no point to i don't
1: not a big fan of fred to begin with and yeah that was a waste of time
3: It's like if you're going to bring her back to what just be like okay well i'm pointless in the grand scheme of this story so i'm just going to like have one scene where i'm like okay i guess i'm just going to die because alyria needs to save the time stream um i don't know
2: yeah i was also confused i was confused were Angel and Illyria together, or Angel and Fred together? Illyria that, and Angel were like. Fucking... Don't they show up at the door and yeah, they're a couple. Yeah, okay, yeah.
3: They're not. A, I think it's purely sexual, but it's like okay, it is kind of like in the sunken place watching it while <laughs> it happens. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Okay, <laughs> not on board. <laughs> Angel and Illyria want to have sex, but they, but Fred is present for it. But she's just kind of like, oh yeah.
2: God that's dark um
0: Um, well i uh, anyway so i don't hate her and angel as like a i like she says something about like trading mates how like back in the day they would have just traded mates and i was like i like this i I like that (laughs) angel he like he wants to have sex like every
3: everyone else in the world um so why not do it to someone that you don't love and you're not going to lose your soul and like right. instead and of just right. like just having sex with Nina, who like does love you, and you're just kind of like, oh, I obviously don't love you because I'm just having sex, right. and like, I'm still good. And yeah. have you right, and but, sexual NSA like it's fine.
0: And I bet I bet Illyria lays it down. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but I, I, and I liked bringing Frey back. Like I said, I I love Frey. I I I think she like. I don't know. I think Frey is one of the best original Buffy characters. They've no is is the best yeah, original yeah, Buffy character yeah. introduced in the comics. That. Um, and like seeing her back, you know, like I said, it was, once you get past it being so rushed, it's like okay, this makes sense that she would be there for quote unquote the end. Uh yeah, I don't know. And but this this also had a lot of them talking while Slayers were being murdered. Yeah, yeah. Like-, uh, like there was so many times when I'd be like, wait, what's going on? And then they, they like, the next panel is showing Slayers murdered, but, like, Buffy, Angel, and Willow are, like, talking? And I'm like... because yeah. yeah,
3: it's not even, like, they would be in... It's not like they're fighting and exchanging, like, dialogue during a fight as they normally would. Right. They're literally just off to the side, and you're watching Slayers get brutally killed, where they're like, hmm, what about this? What do you think about this? And it's just like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that really hit right. me
1: as well, especially knowing that... I mean, I feel like the entire... A comic book series thus far has devalued the idea of the Slayer line to the point where it's an almost meaningless concept and that's that that is saddening to me yeah
4: Yeah.
0: All right, so I guess we're wrapping up because now we're done Um, what do we think so then so Kirsten White who's a regular on the podcast wrote a Buffy verse novel that's in canon with the comics do we and she has the sequel coming out next year do we think whatever the new show would be do we think it would continue with the comics canon do we think it would neglect the comics but stay with the show
1: i would love for a tv show to pick up uh from kirsten white's characters i would love to have the show uh bench the original scoobies ignore the comic books for the most part keep the original canon and focus on the rebuilding of the watchers council which always been a fascinating concept to me that we never got to explore to the depth that it deserved and kirsten white's book just begins to scratch the surface of it that's where the next series should be
0: Hmm. all right
2: uh mike yeah i agree with that i i feel like um in a way they should do what they did with the star wars franchise and i mean i know there was all those extended universe Mm -hmm. novels that they just kind of wiped away and a lot of people were upset about that right but i do think if you if you go with uh, Kristen White's novel um, instead of focusing on a lot of the messiness of these comics, they're better off. Connor,
3: uh, I haven't read the novel, so I can't really comment. But I do think I don't think I don't really want any of the Buffy characters in the new show. But I would like it to acknowledge to be. I would still want the comics to be canon because they they were written to be canon. So I would. It would upset me if that was just to be wiped away, like you're saying, in the manner the Star Wars like continuation was when Disney took over. Um, So I would like it to be maybe alluded events alluded to, but just be happening at this or at the same time or after the reckoning, or if if it's just its own timeline. I don't know.
0: I see. My thing is, I would love. I think. I I think it's weird that if they're gonna make. Kirsten White's novel be in canon with the comics for them to have a show and it not also be in like.
1: Yeah, it should be in canon. I just don't think it should be the focus.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm at. I think it should be a new Slayer. And, you know, maybe I think Sarah Schell Geller might be like, okay, fine. You can have me on set for like eight hours on Friday. That's have, it. Like, yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> and I'll film like, and I'll film for two episodes. Mm. And I, for me, that's fine. Like, that would be all I would need is. Maybe she's in a dream. Like, I think the way Kirsten White uses yes. Buffy and Faith in the novel is 100% how I'd want them to yes. be in the show, right? Um, and I think I really liked the idea of now that they're all Slayers, they have this interconnecting yes. almost group chat um, in their dreams. Like, I I think that works so well. And that would be such an organic way. Because, right, I think the first episode and the last episode would need to have Buffy and or Faith. But for me that's okay. We don't need them more, but like sure, I think we could have Harmony, maybe she's a big TV star and like our character on the show right. really likes Harmony's show. Um I think that that would, be that a lot would of fun, work, yeah. Um I that's the only reason why I don't want them to get rid of the canon of the comics is because I think that it's fine that and I don't think it would be hard for anyone who didn't read the comics because we don't need to specifically acknowledge Twilight or <laughs> You know any of that bullshit? Like it can be that this stuff happened in the you know twenty years since. Sure, and I think that's because okay.
3: technically the comics are what five years. Like right. they would have. Because say they were published in like I don't know two thousand whatever, but um, not a lot of time has actually passed. So if it's going to be set present day, a lot of time has actually passed since the end of the comics. Um. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't want, I just don't really want them to discount what happened. Like, it's like you're saying, um, Meg saying like you don't want them to like just, uh, like you don't need to, to to acknowledge it specifically, but just to know that it's still canon. I kind of need that. Like, I feel it's, I feel it'd be a real shame to all the work from all the creators involved oh, sure. in these comics, and it has been a lot yeah. of work. I would just see that amount to nothing. It's like, okay, do over. <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't, yeah, do, saying, I wouldn't yeah. do him
1: dirty. And I think Kirsten White does an excellent job at like, including small nods to the situation with the seed of wonder and the, the uh, ongoing yeah. existence of Wolfram and Hart and so forth.
3: Yeah. Like you said, Ian, like yeah. it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard for like viewers that haven't read the comics to understand that. Yeah. Time has passed.
0: <laughs> right. And things happened. Right. Like for me, that's, that's perfectly fine. I don't need them to in-depth address it, but just like the writers that keep in yeah. mind, oh, this shit has happened, it's like, so let's not cancel it when out. When
3: we had, like, Andrew show up in Angel Season 5, we didn't need the details. We knew that stuff was happening, that Buffy was mm-hmm. doing her thing. Right. That was enough. That was enough. And like, yeah. it's, like, it's one of these things, like, if you know, you know, and if you don't, it's not detracting from it the overall story. Right.
0: right, right.
3: It's more just rewarding yeah. for fans of it. But I do think it would be nice, and they probably would have, like – smg come in for like a mid-season finale type thing
0: yeah um, like maybe she like has a pivotal she hands off the scythe maybe or something yeah, yeah. sure like i don't I care
3: handing of the scythe would be nice because that would yeah, be, cool. be a real like moment but um i mean i kind of i'm kind of of the minds like with this show i would quite like them to do like an anthology series like a tales series
0: i i actually think that would 100 work if it's like oh here's this slayer this season but if they're all like they can still be canon so it's like they're all in the same universe so even if it's like the first season is a teen slayer set in present day and the next season like then we still can get cameos from characters we know from the original
3: series there's so much potential for world building there and you can even you can do like what kind of horror story does i know you're not a fan ian but you can do (laughs) what they do and have it just set in different periods like some in the future some in the past yeah. there's just so much storytelling potential there. I think it'd be a real, real shame for them to not tap
1: into back, that. Get some justice for Kendra.
2: Oh Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so I'd love, i love that. Um, I young, mean, she I looks even I'm younger Bian- now, Bianca Lawson. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, y'all, thank you for joining me for this very special episode discussing the comics. Um, thank you for agreeing to do this because it was very hard to find three people that have read all the comics. <laughs> 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 Everything
3: that are reading have missed out. I think the-
2: Agreed.
0: But if you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ian X carlos on all social media platforms. If you want to follow our podcast, SlayerFest98, we are at SlayerFestX98 on social media. And you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean. And if you like our podcast, feel free to support us on Patreon, where you can hear some patron exclusive episodes. Connor, where can everyone find you?
3: I am at Connor Traversial, 1N, Irish Spelling on Twitter.
0: And Meg, watching everyone find you? I'm
1: at Meg Elison on Twitter and MegElison.com for everything bigger than that.
0: And Mike?
2: I'm at Michael Ryan P, and my website is mikepattersonedits.com. And Mike
0: also helped me with our fabulous season five video. So you can thank oh, him that for that. Oh,
4: such good work.
0: Ian <laughs> <laughs> oh. did a lot of it, but I did <laughs> I not. He was very patient helping me. <laughs> not know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you all for listening and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye.